This episode of the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce is brought to you by The One Stop Guild Shop. Man, if you're looking for a good time, you want to check out The One Stop Guild Shop. You can check them out at onestopguildshop.com, facebook.com forward slash onestopguildshop, and Instagram at onestopguildshopflorida. Ask yourself, what is One Stop Guild Shop? I'll tell you what it is. It's a pop-up D&D experience, and all you need is you. They provide everything you need. They get the characters. They've got the scenario. It's a hit it and quit it. It's a one-night, all-time fun D&D experience. You can check them out. You can book them for private parties and events. Just hit, hit them up on social media. You got a favorite shop, a bar, or just an awesome venue in general? Why don't you let them know? And then they could pop up there and you could have a great time. Check them out at One Stop Guild Shop. This episode of the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce is brought to you by Retro Game Treasure. Retro Game Treasure is an amazing monthly subscription service. They send you custom tailored boxes straight to your door from the video games that you love. You go on there, you have a wish list, you have your console of choice. They'll send you games from an assortment of consoles like NES, Super Nintendo, Sega Genesis, Sega CD, Sega Dreamcast, Sega Game Gear, Game Boy Color, Xbox, PlayStation 1, PlayStation 2, GameCube, and many more. Now announcing... They are delivering straight to you Nintendo DS games and PSP games. What do the listeners of the Happy Hour get, Deuce? Put in Happy Hour in the promo box and you'll get $2 off your order. Remember, with Retro Game Treasure, you get classic video games delivered every month. Go to RetroGameTreasure.com. Pick your consoles, set your preferences, and add to your wish list. And don't forget to tell them that the Happy Happy Hour with with Johnny and Deuce sent you. Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce. Hello, Antoinette. Yeah, we back in the fact. Don't know you had a long day, but let us inject. Sit back, relax, and have some cold beer. Gotta pay a few bills. Yeah, we're all clear. And it's Deuce on the loose. You know the tag team champion. We get the biggest pop when we hit the ramp. The outlaws of the new age. And we still got love for the retro waves. You know, Nintendo. Sega Genesis, so many systems, your dreamcast and reminisce. So pull back the curtain and hit the booth, cause it's the happy hour podcast with Johnny and Duke. Yeah. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce, and this is, of course, one of your hosts, Deuce. Uh, Johnny is missing today, which we're very, very sad about, but it is him and his wife's anniversary, so happy anniversary to the two of them. Ooh. But we've got some great guests with us. we got our good friend, Ariel, from the One Stop Guild Shop. Hey, guys. And we've got Kent from Ongaku Overdrive. How are you doing, buddy? Ah, uh, he sounds like he's doing a lot better now. Oh, yeah. What's I, up, everyone? He, he beat me to the punch on the Deuce salute. That's a first in Happy Hour Johnny and Deuce history. So, hang on. I've got to give you one in return there, good brother. Ah, good times, good times. I want to hear what you think about that. Actually, tell them what you're drinking and tell me what you think. I went to the fridge quickly to get something before we started because um, we're trying to get this recording done before a, a thing today that's yeah, happening. Yeah. And I picked some from Florida Avenue Brewing Company. 
And it's a hibiscus wheat ale, which I probably pronounced hibiscus wrong, but who cares? Yeah. It does taste nice and smooth, though. I, I dig it. A nice way to ease into tonight. Yeah, exactly. And I kind of, I'm not going to lie. I bought it because the can is hot pink, and hot pink's my favorite color. Uh, and then once I got already checked out, I'm like, oh, it's a wheat ale, which are not usually my favorites. Yeah. So I was interested to see what you thought. So I dig it so far. Nice. nice. It nice. goes down nice. Well, speaking of things that have not been nice, we have all been on lockdown, and this is now we're starting to get back to normal. We're having a big, well, not a big, uh, we have the the legally allowed number of people, less than 10, that we are allowed to have in in one, you know, dwelling uh, for the AEW uh, Double or Nothing pay-per-view tonight. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. But it's the first time... I know it's the first time I've had people over since the lockdown besides mm-hmm. my mom and dad because they live six doors down. Yeah. But I, I haven't seen anybody, so this is amazing. But I wanted to ask you guys kind of like how's your quarantine been going? And I really can't want to ask you a lot of questions because you were doing the quarantine in Orlando. And because me and Ariel both live here in Polk mm-hmm. County, I, I really kind of want to know like how are things for you guys in Orlando? Well, things are about to change because everything's reopening up for – but for – over two months, I would say, like shortly after St. Patrick's Day, uh, things started to get closed down. Like the theme parks are going to be closed for a couple weeks, then it turned into a couple months. All the uh, concert venues going to be closed as well. We actually had a show scheduled June sixth that obviously will not be happening on June sixth, and a bunch of tours and concerts that were coming through town all got canceled or postponed to either the fall or next year. All the restaurants got closed down, hotels got closed down. Any convention that was happening from March to June either got postponed or outright canceled. So Orlando is usually a town where there's a bunch of things going on every week. And it's kind of weird because for like nearly three months, there was absolutely nothing going on. So uh, I'm a social guy, so I had to cope with it. Yeah, and I think that was the hard thing for everybody because mm-hmm. I'm very social. I, you yeah. know, I'm not, I'm not married. I don't have any kids. Now I get to see my mom and dad every day, thank goodness. But like most of my free time I spend with my friends and for me it's very therapeutic and it makes me feel better so Mm -hmm. being isolated definitely got to me I'm not going to sit here and lie about it it it, it got it got pretty tough for me and I know it got tough for a lot of people so I could I could totally understand where you're coming from yeah I found ways to deal with it like um I live with my girlfriend so that's good we have a dog so I play with her a lot I work from home I didn't I was one of the fortunate ones that did not lose a job so very happy about that, and it looks like uh, we'll be finishing our projects from home, so I'll be very interesting because I've never thought I'd ever have to do that in my lifetime. And um, I walk, I do long walks with my dog outside to get more exercise, and we do like Friday night takeouts, so we get something from a local restaurant nearby and do that every Friday and watch some stuff on Netflix and lots of streams, video games, and podcasts. Nice, mm-hmm. and, and that's, that's what we at least – we tried to do but i know because he brought up food ariel me and you had talked about it you were going out of your way to like support local businesses yeah so we were doing a lot of trying to go out to local restaurants and trying to do takeout or anything just because and i was part of a group where when you would go to a local restaurant and you would you know get dinner or lunch for the day they encourage you to buy a gift card Oh, so okay. you could come back when everything reopens to try to help boost the local economy back up. So I, w- I did a lot of that for local businesses. Um, me and my family, you know, we did that a lot during quarantine and that kept us, you know, kind of sane, but kind of the same problem. Yeah. You had. I'm a social, but I love to hang out and. 
being told that I couldn't go anywhere yeah. for two months. I tried to cope at home, but like by the second month, I'm like, just I can't do it. Yeah. <laughs> I can't do this anymore. Like that's all I do is. But same as you, I didn't go through the whole hardship of losing a job. I worked, yeah, you know, on the front lines, and it was uh, interesting. So when you work on the front lines, you're still dealing with people. So what's that experience like? Um, it's been interesting. So I work at an eye clinic um, that does emergency surgeries. So we were open for that reason. And just the whole demeanor of people and like their outlooks have changed. Like, you know, you can't come in without a mask and you have to be wearing gloves. And even me, I had like the PPE, like the face masks and all that stuff I had to wear. So it was a, definitely a different interaction. Um, oh. I've gotten a lot of good feedback about it but i have had a lot of like i don't want to come in i don't want to wear a mask and it's you know it we have to do that like that's it's not our role it's the cdc and we just have to listen to everything they say did you learn anything new while wearing the mask and the reason i ask that Mm -hmm. i'm a very large not fat but i'm a taller muscular person so i have to act especially now that i got a mohawk i have to actively smile when i'm walking around (laughs) especially around older people because i look scary but the problem is when you have that mask on they can't see that you're smiling they think you're not being and that was my experience with happening because i wear a mask eight hours a day five days a week and uh that was the biggest thing because you know i like to smile like to like oh how you know have a good day and having to wear a mask other than that i think it's just you know it's a you're supposed to it's supposed to help protect i don't wear it for me i wear it because i work with a lot of older right patients and stuff but for me it was kind of like a no-brainer but at the same time i'm like something's not good gonna come out of wearing this like all day long like i just felt very tired very drained at the end of the day very hot Hot. i feel like i couldn't catch my breath most of the day because i'm running then you start thinking you're getting a rona and then i'm like oh my god did i I get rona because now i can't catch my breath because the mask is jacking me up so yeah no that hasn't been fun and then with us we, we have to stay up with all of the latest news and one of the next Many symptoms, I guess, it's going to come out of more research of this was eye issues. So red eye, really? bilateral conjunctivitis is a symptom of corona. So we actually started seeing recovered COVID patients to test that theory to see if they were having any eye issues. So um, that was interesting. Of course, all ducked out in the whole nine yards when oh, you're yeah. dealing with that. But it it's definitely a good experience. And I think there's going to be a lot of good things that come out of this, like more awareness. Mm-hmm. And I hope that's what I hope for, maybe. Well, I think one of the things that will change, I think companies will uh-huh. be more, more open to people working at home because in a lot of cases mm. it's proven to be able to work. At least for us, we've been able to be able, I've been more productive working from home than going into an office. Yeah. And yes. I'll take like a two hour lunch break. So like I'll wake up, do my morning conference call, then cook breakfast and walk my dog, then work for a while. Yeah. Then do lunch. And then like while I'm doing lunch, maybe I'll take a shower or go for a walk or play some Street Fighter or some fighting games to just put my mind at ease. And then I'll go back to work till like six or seven. I'll be done for the day, had dinner and do the things I can do at night, you know? So yeah. do you feel like it's better for your like mental health instead of being in a, like in an office all day, I'm being less, able to work at home? I'm less anxious and less stressed out because I don't mm-hmm. feel like there's a guy in a suit walking around and making sure we're all doing stuff and asking weird questions because they don't really know anything about programming right. or development, but they think, oh, we're not at our desk or we're not like constantly typing stuff so clearly we're not doing any work you know right so uh, we don't i don't have that plus i have a cute dog that i get to pet and like hang out with at that's home happiness play ball yeah. with and 
if I need to take a break to do a few rounds of some fighting games like Tekken, then that yeah. helps too because yeah. video games are great stress relievers. Well, and I think well two things i think people are learning one is that the four-day work week might actually work because a lot of companies kind of went to that when they had people working at home they're like look get your 40 in however you need to get your 40 in so if you only want to work four days but you bust it out do that Mm -hmm. as long as the work's getting done uh the other thing and i think you're exactly right i think by working from home yes you might not be working a full eight hours it might be you know a couple hours here a couple hours there a couple hours over here but i think even like let's say you only work six hours in the day right like really worked those six hours are more productive than the eight that are sitting yeah, that's what I'm at saying, a cubicle yeah. oh yeah because i think mm-hmm. when you're sitting in a cubicle you're so anxious and your mind wanders so much that you're not you're not focused and you're not in the present and in the now of the project you're working on because you're thinking about Oh, what are the things I need to do at home after work? Well, if you're already at home, you can just bust them out, quit worrying about it, and then move on to what you need to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think companies, a lot of them are, are really learning from this experience. Yes. And I'm hoping yes. that they're going to implement it. Because I know a couple of companies have already said, yeah, when when everything goes back to normal, we're just still going to let the employees just stay at home. Because like, they're mm-hmm. doing a great job doing what they're doing so they're probably seeing more productivity i think with being at home i mean there and there are some jobs that can't be done from home that you still need to go and do the office but i think even the office like a lot of mine has changed like just being in the office my company has shown more compassion for us um we were told we when all of this first started we were told we were non-essential so we were going Mm. to be shut down um and my company decided oh we're just going to pay you guys and without having to come to work so they kind of opened their eyes to a lot of like what we do because without what we did the company wouldn't be where it is right now so i think it opened up a lot of companies eyes to just really seeing how much their employees contribute and do yeah and i also think you know if you're not going to an office every day you can get rid of a lot of overhead because you don't have to have that building like if you got a building that holds 200 people you've got insurance on the building rent or buying the building uh you know paying for the power and the water and everything and little costs yeah there's Mm -hmm. there's like a physical cost to have that brick and mortar building and it's like well shit if we can just have them work from home and just have a very small like a central office like maybe hr and the servers or whatever and one it yeah it then that's all we need and then i think they would save long term a ton of money I think it would save um, for your turnaround rate as far as people leaving. I think it would save on oh, that. Yeah. I think it would save on um, just, like you said, the, the cost. And that's yeah. what we did. That We shut our buildings down and went to one office. Mm-hmm. And they gave us the option. You can work yeah. if you want. If you don't want to work, if it's because of health reasons, we'll pay you for it. That's if cool. it's because of, because kids are out of school. That's a major yeah. thing with kids not being in school. Most of the people I work with have kids they couldn't come to work because they had nobody to watch their kids you think them kids ever going back to school (sighs) i don't know eventually yeah but i I think it's that's gonna change too i think all of it's gonna change maybe and maybe we'll know in september or whatever yeah buddy i bought a dog right here playing toys oh yeah yeah nice i heard something big pop so i figured he'd move one of his bones or something yeah one of the big toys oh does he oh nice nice but But this whole distance learning thing like i think a lot of because i work with people who have high school kids and they're not like 
focusing, I guess, on the distance learning. Like when I went to college, I did it all online. So yeah. it was nothing for me. But I guess kids who aren't used to being online or don't have access to a computer, who yeah. don't have internet, yeah. things like that. I think that's going to be tricky. But well, that and the socializing know. part, because like that's I a think big part I, of school. Uh, yes, yeah, socializing, like, learning how to resolve conflicts, learning how to interact with people, meeting, you know, uh, people to date. <laughs> Uh, you know, and, and friendships. building friendships. Yeah. yeah. Like there's so much of that that you can't do that from home. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I don't know. I've got a, a mixed feelings about the whole thing. Cause a part of me is like, just keep them damn kids at school. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we you know, up. so they're okay. Like, but, I'm hoping yeah. in September we can start doing these things yes. realistically. But, yeah. um, I think some things are starting to open, at least in Florida, I think some things are opening up prematurely. I believe that. Yeah. I And I mean, like, I get it. There's a part of me that gets it because I go, okay, like, if I'm a small business, I don't want the government to tell me, no, I can't open because I got to make money to feed my family and put food on the table and take care of my, my wife and kids or, or whatever you have. Yeah. But on the flip side of that coin, I'm like, yeah, but if what you're doing is dangerous and is going to put us all in danger, I kind of think we all as a society have a right to go, yeah, bro. Like, like that's a, not a good idea. Mm-hmm. Like a small retail strip mall store that yeah. could hold like 10 people. Right. That's not big. Because like most of those places usually have like one or two customers at a time. So right. I think that's realistic, you know? Yeah. But like on what I'm really concerned about, like the announcements that uh, Universal Studios and uh, Disney will be opening as early as June. That has me concerned. That I, that really surprised me that they were opening that quickly. I feel like that yeah. was like the last. Those yeah. the theme parks in Florida should be the last things that open up because not only is it a mass gathering of people yeah. elbow to elbow standing in line in the heat in the humidity, we're stuck in transfer very easily mm-hmm. yeah. already, like a like a, a petri dish of like disease spreading yeah. in general. Oh, sure, but like. It's bringing people from all over the world, and we don't know where, what's up with these people and where they're coming from, and what they're bringing with them. And right now, I don't think that's, I don't think going to a theme park is really that necessary to begin mm-hmm. with. No, not at all. And I don't know. The other thing is, I don't. Can you even do international flights right now? Uh, I don't think so. Mm-mm. Yeah. So it'd be like domestic for first, because like the plan yeah. was um, first week of June, they're going to spend a couple of days bringing in poison, training them up on what they're going to do for Universal, right? Then they're going to start bringing in the annual pass holders and invited guests, which is nice. a small number of people. Then, like, I think either on the 5th or 6th of June, they'll be open to the public. So I don't know if people are going to be planning vacations that early to come out to mm-hmm. Orlando in June. I'm, like, hoping that it'll be a small trickle. But I hope so, too. But also, like, I wouldn't want to take my family on a vacation right now. I'm like, no. we hunkering down. Yeah, like, for real. We don't know if there's going to be a second wave. We don't, I mean, I ain't wasting money like that. They have talked about that. They have talked about a second wave coming through around the winter time. Yeah. And that's very concerning because if you're going to open everything up, get everything going again, and then all of a sudden, boom, it hits again. Are we going to shut down the same way we did before? Or Mm -hmm. what's going to happen? There's going to be, in my opinion, a lot of businesses who are not going to come out of this. So what Ariel's telling me is I have to find a girlfriend between now and the yes. winter before yes. we lock down again. Yeah, because after so guys that, and gals out there, <laughs> you need to find your partner with between a quickness. Now yeah, and like October, November. Because yeah. after that, you're, you got you're three months again. to get your shit together. Are you going to be can, locked down by yourself again? Again, round two. <laughs> round two. There you go. So good luck all to all the single guys and single gals yes, out there. Good luck out yeah. there. I feel yeah, for yeah. you. Oh man, it it's rough. It's rough up in these streets, kids. <laughs> Let me tell you. 
It is rough in these streets. Yeah, I don't know what the dating game's like in Polk County. Oh, uh, not good. Not it's, fucking good. It's not a good time. It's yeah, not. it's not a good time. I'm very happy I'm not in that dating world anymore. I don't know, what are your feelings anymore? on, like, meth and amount of teeth? Like, oh, like you <laughs> like, have to have so a certain like, amount of teeth. It's like an episode of the Tiger King. <laughs> yes, yes, it is exactly like an episode yes, of Tiger it King. It's like, what piece of clothing can I buy at the thrift store that least smells like piss yeah like, like it, it's, wow. it's bad welcome to polk county yeah. dating it's bad well it's all over i ain't trying to throw polk county on the bus because I, I tried to reach my arms out in that that orlando pool and that shit didn't go good either so <laughs> it's really challenging what i did it's yeah. like i started an anime club and then a young lady would go to my meetings and she showed up one early enough for me to talk to her and then i asked her on a date the next day now she's been my girlfriend for almost eight years Hey, there you go. See, you have to start an anime club. I have to start an anime club. That's the it could also be a combo club or <laughs> some kind of like special yeah. interest group that yeah. attracts people to come out and socialize. Now, where did you start it at? Was like this in college or something? Or? So I was a teacher at Full Sail in okay. 2006 to 2009, and they had a student forum that teachers and other staff could be on, and there was a request for students to have an anime club at Full Sail, and the requirement was there had to be a teacher. And I had already been going to conventions like AFO and J-Con at the time. Mm-hmm. And I had been an anime fan and whatnot. So I was like, well, I could probably do it. So yeah. I did it. So I was like the faculty sponsor and ran that club, Propeller Anime, while I was at Full Sail. Then after I left Full Sail to per- pursue professional opportunities, I kept it going for like almost 13 years until I was like all right I can't do this anymore because I got on Gakko Drive CEO and all these other things yeah. so I ended up retiring the club in 2018 nobody yeah. took it up I, I'm really surprised hey, that's that's well, you gotta have like someone of my qualifications to oh. run an anime club well I don't know like, I don't think you need to but like to do it on that level yeah because you had an well you had the anime nights in Orlando for a while was that yeah. the same club or yeah, was that, that was, different yeah okay. so we went from Full Soul University to Tatami Lounge to the Geek yeah. Easy to Bakuri Sushi or Bakuri Lounge yeah. rather and we spent six years at Bakuri Lounge we even like ran out of movie theater once to to watch anime and that was pretty cool so um that's awesome yeah, yeah. so we did that ate sushi and watched anime every month like every month there's yeah. I, and I never missed an event like we did like over 200 events over the course of like 12 plus years I didn't miss a single one like I even got into a car accident on the way to an anime night and I still figured out a way to get there just in time wow well, it, that's it, dedication. It is dedication. That's dedication. And it's funny you mentioned that because one thing that was wild to me, I think it might have been my first or second time I had sushi. I was in Atlanta and we were with some friends. They took me to a special sushi bar and they're like, you know, Kyle, on this trip, you got to try new things. So you're going to try sushi. I'm like, okay, cool. But they had like little TVs all, and this was probably circa 2006 ish, five. Yeah. So they had little TVs around and they had like Robotech and DBZ and like kind of your more mainstreamy, I would say, yeah. animes on, but they had them on little TVs. I'm like, this is a brilliant fucking idea. It, it's it putting anime and, you know, sushi, you know, kind of Asian inspired food together. That's I just cool. thought it was a really genius mm-hmm. idea. Yeah, I think that's what worked for us for so long because. It's kind of like a lot, a lot of people, it's their date night. There would bring, couples would come out to our anime night, watch stuff that we played, 
we get feedback from people on what they like, what they didn't like, and I'll try to use the best judgment possible to decide what we're playing while also maintaining relationships with multiple anime distributors like Funimation and uh, oh, wow. whatnot because we're showing their IP, we're showing their property that they license for US distribution, so we got to be cool them, and sometimes companies would say, no, you can't show that, and so we had to comply, but... Yeah. Otherwise, things were pretty cool, and uh, we did a lot of good. Like, I got a lot of people involved in conventions. We did a lot of good events at conventions. We gave people something to look forward to, especially if people had hard times like losing a relative or losing a job or having a breakup or something like that was personally like being a, a burden on them that they could just come out and see some friends and watch some good anime and have a good time. So yeah, we did that for a while, and it was great. Well, uh, and that actually leads me to a question that me and Ariel had for you, and that is mm-hmm. kind of going forward with Ongaku Overdrive and doing these concerts and events and stuff. What's kind of your mindset and game plan going forward with all this? So I had to think about it for a couple months what I was going to do because I got requests of like, oh, what if you did an online concert? I'm like, well, I don't really have the equipment to do that. That's what I thought at the time. Yeah. And I don't really have the space to do that, which is what I thought at the time. Because in my head, I'm thinking, well, I need to have a studio yeah. with like mics and amps and uh, soundboard, like what you got right there for your right. podcast and like space to actually film it and whatnot. And, and obviously the acts would have to be local-ish. Yeah. You mm-hmm. know, we're able to come to Orlando. Then I was like... And I started seeing other online concerts where people were doing it from like their living rooms or whatever home studio they got, and they're just using Zoom or Twitch as a platform. And some were, some I mean, most of them were pretty bad. So yeah. I was like, eh, I don't know. And a lot of people weren't tuning. Like I saw some really talented people tuning into a stream where like seven people are watching. I'm like, well, this is jank. Yeah. Then I saw one that was actually done very well uh, called the Virtual VGM Fest by Bonus Stage Vancouver. Uh, the guy who runs it is part of a video game band called the Runaway 4. Uh, shout out to Josh. He's actually going to be on a future episode of the Nerd Music Meltdown. It might be out by the time you hear this episode. I don't know. But uh, I talked to him all quite a bit about how we put everything together from a tech standpoint. Because I know how to do all the other things like promote right. and get acts mm-hmm. and whatnot. So I talked to him. I talked to one of the other performers on there, Lauren the Flute about how things went from her perspective and what she thought could be better and what she liked. So I was like, all right, cool. I got a plan now. So sometime in June and every month until we feel comfortable doing live shows again, which I'm praying is September or at least November because November is when we do our big annual video game theme show. Like last year we did Warriors of Light. Which we were both yeah, at. We and were it, both we yeah, it was a great dope. time. We had a great time. Oh my man. god, I bought so much stuff. Hell yeah, you yeah. did. Yeah, <laughs> you did. Yeah, yeah, we had we had a really good time, yeah. and that was kind of like my question because, you know, we had such a good time, and that would be something that I would continuously go out and support and do just because yeah. it's. I met so many cool people that like I didn't know, but I was standing in line. Yeah, and they would see me buy something, and they were like, "Oh, you like this?" And then I made like. A million new friends. That oh, night. nice! From- yeah, I'm it, really proud that I've been able to cultivate a really good community of people. It's, it's such a oh, good and time. it was dope. And uh, I mean, you were supporting the merchandise of the the vendors. I was supporting the bar. So uh, yeah, we like that too. yeah. yeah. Uh, the so, drinks were amazing. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. what I was gonna say. Is like. I really like that they kind of got into the spirit of things mm-hmm. and like had themed drinks. And I'm like, that was brilliant. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. usually a collab with us. And I kind of slack on that because I'm like, I'm working on focusing on all the, all the other things that go into the show. Then, in like two weeks, yeah. I'm like, oh, yeah, I need to decide on these themed drinks. I need to start looking up drink recipes. Uh, one good website to, that I reference is called thedrunkenmoogle.com. And okay. they got all kinds okay. of video game themed cocktails for a variety of things Final Fantasy, Mega Man, Legend of Zelda, etc. Nice. So uh, if you guys are looking to make some cocktails, there's some good ideas in there. 
some of them are very complicated. I, I eventually learned how the Abbey, the venue I do shows at, or at least the big shows do their specialty cocktails, like two two bases and like a mixer, right? So like yeah. two kinds of alcohol, and like some kind of whether it be soda or juice, juice or whatever. Or whatever. So, mm-hmm. so like, all right, I need to make sure that these recipes are geared towards that. So I yeah. try to find recipes that fit that format for them. But um, I'm really hoping that by September we can do shows again because we're planning to do Orlando Overdrive 5, which is our show we do every year to focus on Orlando area, video game music, neurocore acts, so they can get a spotlight and a payday because it's hard for Orlando acts in general to make money doing shows in Orlando. But at my show, they can, which has yeah. been great. So that was the plan was to do that in June on the 6th, and obviously that's not happening. So I'm hoping that we can do that in September. Then we can do the our Nintendo theme show, which was the plan yeah. was to do a Nintendo theme show with like music from Mario, Zelda, right. Animal Crossing, and all the other <gasps> Nintendo franchises in November. Yeah. And I'm really, really hoping that we can still do those things. But I'm also been spending a lot of time mentally preparing myself for the possibility that none of those things will happen this year. So that's well, been a hard pill to swallow. I'll tell you what: any of the acts you want, we'll be more than happy on uh, have on the show. But yeah. some, I want you to help me with. Big shout out to Manic Elite. He does our theme song, but we've had it for a couple years, and we're looking to like maybe get a new theme song. And what I want with your help is to reach out to some of these local nerdcore acts and be like, "Hey, would you make us like?" And it doesn't even have to be long, like sixty seconds. I yeah. mean, you know, make us like an intro for the show that we can plug because I'm mm-hmm. like that's a great way to get their name out there we'll plug them you know every week I can do that and like we just you know and I, what I'd really love to in a perfect world is get like three or four so then we could alternate so it's not the same theme every yeah. week and then idea. like help out a lot of those guys especially if it, God forbid but if things go south and you can't do it that'd be another way for them to kind of get their name out there since they're going to have kind of that loss of money and income from yeah. not doing the show and I've done that too like uh, Rubber Rob who's a prominent electronic music producer who has been featured on Kotaku and Famitsu in Japan he's released amazing albums dedicated to Kingdom Hearts and Final Fantasy 7 I have him he made my theme song for the Nerd Music Melt and I like hey I want to do this and here's what I want and he made it for me and we agreed on a price so that's yeah. been cool uh, I've been using the podcast to promote a lot of different acts as well. Uh, most recently, I had like this chiptune violinist named Aethronaut on the show. He's incredible. I uh, had Lex LexCon artist, a prominent female nerdcore MC on, and uh, many more to come. So I've been using it as a means to like let people know, hey, here's some great acts you should check out. But um, what we're going to do until we know we can do shows again is use our Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash Overdrive to broadcast online concerts. We've got a plan in place. I've already started reaching out to Axe, and some of them have let me know that they're down to do it. They just need to know what day. And, of course, these guys aren't busy right now, so right. any day mm-hmm. could work. So i got to figure out which day is best, and I'm going to try to make it a monthly thing. So what I want to do is like a specific Saturday of the month, like maybe the third Saturday or the fourth Saturday or something like that. We do a show each month. And I might even continue doing these shows even after the fact because this could give me a chance to, like, give exposure to acts that my audience may not be familiar with here in Orlando. Right, right. Like build up some acts that are not from Orlando but from far away. But yeah. it's like in order to come out, they would have to have a plane ticket and a hotel, et cetera. It's like, well, maybe people don't know who this act is, so it's a high-risk cost. But maybe yeah. if we do a thing like the Twitch shows and they're popular and people like them, that could give a chance to build up some acts as well. So that's one of the goals, to build up some acts that people may not be familiar with, but also provide a way 
do donations and also the revenue and make off Twitch subscriptions to pay out acts. So it would be like an equal percentage at the end of the night. Like, here's what we made tonight. Yeah. You get this much. Everyone gets like this much percent based on how many acts we have on the show. Now, can they do like a virtual tip jar or do you have like they can donate money to to your channel how, how does that work so exactly how it will work primarily is we have a stream labs account we have a donate button already on our twitch mm. channel because i stream games every wednesday okay. okay so people can hit the donate button right there and i can always drop links in the chat and have it on the layout for the stream right right but uh what we're also going to do is for um these artists they all have paypal accounts because yeah. i paid them all that way over yeah. the years and venmos and all that kind of they stuff paypals they got patrons they got bank camp pages so yeah. it's like I'll just drop links into the chat and have it, uh, I guess, in a slideshow of sorts on the overlay of the uh, presentation of the show is here's this PayPal that you can support if you want to support the artist directly. So if you don't want to pay us out and have us distribute, if you just want to, if you like one act, you want to just support that one act, you can pay him directly. But if you want to support the whole show, make sure all the acts get paid, then right. you can go through our stream ads account and we'll take care of that and be transparent with all the acts of what the show made that night. That, I think that's awesome. That's an amazing yeah. idea just to be able to showcase even if the bad happens and none of the shows can happen but even after that like i think even moving forward when everything does go back to whatever normal is going to be just to be able to showcase newer acts that's a huge deal for and and i think the online concert thing is is really kind of uh taken off because i mean Mm -hmm. look at our good friend uh billy floyd and the Uh, commodore the kitchen killers like that's their whole business model is like online concerts for the most part and And they do gangbusters yeah like um, megaran's been doing like uh online concerts almost every Wednesday he's figured out his system works so he'll have a special guest that he'll present he just had Richie Branson on and Samus on who uh, is amazing and um, other groups are figuring it out as well so we're going to try to do it our way have prize raffles as well so we'll have giveaways so when people donate every increment of five dollars they donate they get entered to a raffle so nice. they donate like fifteen dollars they get entered in three times so we'll have a variety of prizes that we'll give out before the final act and just reach out to those users on twitch like all right what's your address so we can mail you what you want so that will give added incentive to uh uh enter because you know you've been to our shows you know we mm-hmm. you know we like to raffle stuff and give stuff yes. away and people like to enter those raffles and buy tickets so We'll have some cool stuff to give away as well for our Twitch streams. Nice. I love that idea. Yep. I do. And we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back with more of the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce. And we're back with the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce. And I had a question for you guys. Like, did you happen to buy anything when you were, like, Uh, during quarantine? Because, like, I know I I dropped some money on some stuff because doing online shopping just being yeah. fucking bored well but. the whole like so the stimulus uh, that helped too that especially helped. if now, you're working i'm yeah. working so most of that did go into a savings just because smart, i smart, was smart. one of those people who was fortunate to not need it to rely yeah. on stuff um but then i was like you know i you work hard you want to spend yeah, a little money on yourself little yeah so i did um i bought animal crossing nice there and you go. i have spent many of hours and days into animal crossing yes. um so a lot of that amazon visited my house quite often during <laughs> yeah we did a few of those few of those like i see the truck and i I come home from work and there's like two or three packages and just random stuff like like anime stuff or video game stuff like just random stuff that i would just like oh i need that and that whole it's only five six seven eight dollars yeah it adds up it adds you're up like, oh it's a couple bucks here a couple bucks there and then you look at it you're like Ooh. so funny story <laughs> when you do that so um there's a new shop in lakeland in our 
side of town right. um, called Five Below. Oh, we've got one up at Positive Park. That place is dope. <laughs> it What's was, that? So it's like a really good dollar store. Like because really the good top yeah. of the line. So I went because everything's five dollars or less. That's why it's called Five over Below. $5. Nothing's over yeah. five bucks. So okay. I was like, it was our first adventure outside of quarantine. Right. So we're like, okay, let's go check it out. And I'm like, I, I have my little shopping cart and mm-hmm. I'm just throwing stuff. And I look oh, like, yeah. how bad can it be if everything's like five dollars and below? So, so a hundred dollars later, seventy-five dollars <laughs> later, I walk. In yeah. Below. So it was definitely. Um, I learned that quarantine didn't make me spend money online, yeah. and when I was able to go out again a little bit, I spent even more money because I was so yeah. excited to be back in a, in like a department store. Um, but I didn't do as much as I thought I would, but I think Animal Crossing was the big, big quarantine. Big so, um, do you have a house? Have you paid off your house in Animal Crossing? I'm on my third edition in <laughs> Animal Crossing. Oh, third edition to the house? Yes. Wow, look at you. You're balling. I'm ba- I've got so many bells. Do you have turnips? I hear turnips are a big thing. <sighs> Not right now. Um, she comes, like the lady who comes and gives you turnips comes like Sunday morning, and I don't get up that early on Sunday morning. So, it's like a damn farmer's market. Like really you gotta is. set your alarm so you can like you know, get I ha- up. Yeah. I gotta be up before noon. So what is the uh, significance of the turnips? I've not played the game. My girlfriend got a copy from her brother as a birthday present, and I've watched her play a little bit. But uh, I see multiple posts a day on oh, all my too. platforms yeah. about turnip price. I'm like, what's the deal with turnips? So you buy the turnips from this lady who comes on Sunday morning market, and then you wait because what people are posting is certain days they've. I've had the game where they're more, where they're worth more. And you can't sell turnips on Sundays. I think, I don't know why, but it's whatever. Um, so it's like basically each day, like they're worth more. But on certain days, they're worth even more. So you wait until like Tuesday at three o'clock and you might get like 400 bells for your turnip. Well, couldn't you just play with the settings on the Switch and like move the time around no, to different times? That's and then. cheating. It's called being a time lord. Is no. what it is. <laughs> so a time mage. <laughs> exactly. exactly. Yeah. Well, I don't. Do, I just like to play by the rules sometimes. I guess. So but I, I would totally be doing that shit. Be like, uh, what time on Tuesday? You can like Did send you to yeah. each other. It's like a fun. Like I play multiple video games, but it's kind of one of those. Like, I get home from work and you can just kind of veg out. Like there's but no do your dailies. Do yeah. your dailies. Log out. Then I'll play something else. Like I've been into Borderlands three like crazy. So I guess the the reason the game and and I haven't played it, so I'm, I'm gonna talk a little bit of shit out of my ass. And I've played them all. So uh, it just seems like a lot of micromanaging shit, like <laughs> paying for your house and growing a garden, and like I'm like I don't want to. I do that in real fucking life. I don't <laughs> want to spend my do. free time doing that shit. Yeah, I'm working on saving up for a, a down payment on a house as we speak. So it's like I don't need to do that every game. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, like I just, I yeah. don't know. For me, it's, it's, my, like that's my, it's my veg out. Like, I don't have to focus yeah. type game. Well, it's I like, feel you on that. Get my dailies and I log off and then I'll move on. Yeah, I'll so. try it out eventually. Like, we have it in the home, so it's inevitable that I'll eventually try it out. Yeah. It's fun. I liked it. But. Yeah. Well, what about you? Did you pick up anything during the see. quarantine? I mean, I've been able to save a lot of money because that's uh, all awesome. One, mm-hmm. I'm not spending money on gas. I spent twenty dollars a month on gas, which wow. is like a lot less than what I was spending. Ooh, I bet. And I'm only eating out once a week, so I'm saving a lot of money. Yeah. So uh, my bank account's looking great, thankfully. I'm like, I guess I'm one of the one one of the few people benefiting from this whole thing. Oh right. yeah. But uh, I've not done anything too crazy. Like I I upgraded my RAM, so I ordered RAM that's on 
the way to my house for my computer, my desktop, because nice. we have an extra RAM slot. So I'm going to double that bad boy up and uh, make it a powerhouse, especially when we start doing the concert streams. Oh, yeah, uh, you're going to need it. Yeah, I've been using my it. laptop for game streams, but I'm going to start migrating over to our command center that we've been setting up because uh, me and my girlfriend, she's been doing most of the work of converting our dining room into an actual streaming office because she oh, nice. just set up her... Uh, my girlfriend is staring in on Twitch and she just set up a stream for like making from start to finish game related crafts. Like if you're at the oh, Final cool. Fantasy yeah. show. That's she, awesome. If you if you guys were at the Warrior you guys were at the Warrior Light show, so uh-huh. you saw Airship, right? The raffle prize. Yes. She yeah. sculpted and painted that whole thing from scratch. Mm. Oh my yeah, that's a like the that's the last raffle yeah. you guys yeah, did. Yeah. Like, okay. So she's uh, really nice too. That was so beautiful. she's doing some really cool stuff on her Twitch channel with that. She's doing a little bit of gaming as well, but mostly craft creating. So nice. she made a really cool Final Fantasy Seven diorama that replicates the church scene when Cloud meets Aerith and <gasps> yeah. the Buster Source there. She says some stuff for Animal Crossing and she just made an actual clock that works and tells time that's inspired oh, wow. by uh, that's inspired by the clock town clock from Majora's mask. Nice. Yeah, uh, Legend of Zelda game. So, uh, she'll she'll be working on something Kirby related in the future because that's one of her favorite game franchises. And she'll be doing a birthday stream on June sixth. So if you're listening to this as before June sixth, go to twitch.tv slash Stellarnan around Tuesday that Tuesday night at nine p.m. ish and wish her a happy birthday. But uh, I helped her get helped her set up with that. She's in a she's an affiliate on Twitch now, which is great because that's extra revenue for the home. Yeah, that's yeah, awesome. That's man. awesome. And I've heard that. that's kind of a hurdle. Like, it's yeah. not mm-hmm. like they ain't giving them things away. No, so no, you have to work don't. for it. So you have yeah. to have like a, a minimum number of followers. You have to do at least eight streams a month and have a minimum average of people tuning in right. and interacting with the stream. So she mm-hmm. met all those goals within the first month. I worked hard to help get the word out, and she worked really hard to get the word out, and all her friends supported her. So it ended up being a really successful endeavor, and people like what she's doing. She's also playing a lot of cool video game remix from all the different guys I've worked with or want to work with on her stream. So people are like being exposed to all these acts that I want to feature at shows in Orlando. So it yeah. kind of has a cool little side benefit as well where I can be like, all right, her audience is going to be more familiar with like the acts I want to bring out and some of them live in Orlando. So it'll pay off. Right. Yeah. But, uh, Ram, I got computer Ram. Uh, I'm shopping for a 4k monitor to add to our command center. So we have two monitors at our uh, desktop. So that I'm looking at this weekend. And, uh, I feel like I, I mean, I've been mostly saving money. So the only thing I can think of is I got final fantasy seven, right? The remake on PS4 and, uh, I conquered that. It took me 50 hours. A big game. I know we're saving that for a later podcast. Yeah, we're definitely just, for the listeners at home, the reason we're not deep diving into that is we're waiting for Johnny because I've been playing as well. Johnny got it during quarantine. I got it during quarantine. Yeah. You got... I know you beat it. I think Johnny's beat it. He beat it before me. Yeah, did he? Yeah, I'm yeah. still. I'm still where I told you I was last time. I'm still in them damn sewers. Like, oh man, you gotta oh, get out because that's when, like, after you get out of the sewers and the is when shit starts getting yeah, real. Things yeah, things are gonna mm-hmm. really. As yeah. Jim Ross would say, business is about to pick up. Well, there you go, brother. <laughs> and I'm just, I just and I told Johnny this. I said, you know, I know we're doing the podcast about it, and I I, I really want to get it finished by that time. But my thing is. Well, two things. One, I will not sit down and play that game unless I have four hours, like period. Because I know it's not a game. It's not like Call of Duty where I can sit down and play an hour and get off. Yeah. Like I know I'm going to be playing it for a while. And two, I've been kind of trying to savor it and wait for when I'm like in the right mood so it hits me just right mm-hmm. and not just 
playing it to like because I don't want to just play it just to get through it for the podcast. Does that make any sense? You want like, to really enjoy the experience. Enjoy the experience because yeah. this is all new to me. So yeah, because I was doing that, and then I got to the Shinra building, and I'm like, I want to see what happens next. Yeah, I want to see what happens next, and I just kept going through it. Yeah, yeah. So I know a lot of people have been enjoying that. Um, so what else have you guys been doing during the quarantine? Like streaming um, anything? Like well, anything you're really on, digging? Um, our goal by the end of the year, when all of this corona happened it really shifted our business into being because we're all about visiting people we're all Uh, about popping up we're all about playing uh dungeons and dragons so this kind of made us take a 360 and be like huh yeah this kicked your business in the dick it did like we were not one of the lucky businesses that kind of like survived this so me and matt were like okay how are we going to if this happens again how are we going to focus and one of our big focus is twitch Uh, matt does the twitch part of it and he's been doing a fantastic job with getting it out there so our goal by the end of the year is to be affiliate um we're hoping obviously sooner than by the end of the year but um we had to account for a lot of stuff my end is making it more of a entertainment system yeah versus only focusing on pop-ups like i know there's we're talking about maybe um our system that we use right right um that we never really have told anybody like how we've done it we've we've kind of talked about making a book to where people can take it home to their families and enjoy our system that we use um we've talked about uh going more to different types of conventions maybe making our mark out there so this has definitely given us an opportunity to sit back and i'm happy about that because you know i'm happy to kind of take a step back and look and say what we do, what we were doing was fantastic, and yeah. I'm really happy with everything that we've done. But how can I flip it, right? And do like a, if that makes any sense, do it in a different way. Yeah. Um, and then we're working on a campaign book in the right. future. That was one of Ooh. our big things. Um, my partner Matt has created, which Kyle, you've played in the world yeah, yeah, that yeah. he's created. And it's so great and it's so beautiful. And so we've talked about the possibility of making a campaign book to where other people can enjoy it. Maybe not, maybe just putting it online or yeah. something like that. Maybe or selling it online selling or something like that. Selling it online, yeah. um, you know, maybe not necessarily mass producing because it does cost a lot. And yeah, but you could do it in like a PDF format where they pay, you know, 10 bucks for it and, and then they it. just download it and they've got, you know, and they've got it. that's probably the route we're going because, you know. That'd be way smarter, I think, than doing a hard, because doing a hard copy so and we looked into that and this business is fully funded by him and i you know we don't have outside sources um you know to help fund anything that we do so that's definitely word of mouth is like our biggest oh yeah biggest thing so but we're excited we're happy with the way it's going it it was kind of sad because sci-fi bartow was our kind of relaunch of trying to make it entertain more of an entertainment company and we were like yeah we're on to something and then everything shut down yeah (laughs) no and i feel you because the the, one of the conventions i was trying to get you to go to with me was uh recon and i was so excited (laughs) and it got canceled uh, and that's one of my big events every year because i i kind of go celebrity guest host and Mm -hmm. do a bunch of stuff for him and that got canceled the good news is you know knock on wood word on the street uh, they do two a year. They do recon and huracan, Con. and huracans like round November, 
and hopefully, fingers crossed, that's going to be a go by then. Yes. Um, because the hotels will hopefully have reopened. Reopened. And, you can, and the yeah. convention centers will be reopened. And that's just our yeah. next, that's just our next step is more conventions where, you know, we had a building yeah. and we ran shows and we, again, had a fantastic time. But when we got down to it, ours was just traveling and just spreading D&D to people yeah. and using it as a critical thinking. Uh, while we were at Sci-Fi Bartow, I think the, one of the coolest experience, I had a, a kid who came up to me who came to every single one of my shows and he was very, you can kind of tell he had a hard time like making friends. And, right, right. Um, he came up to me and saw our banner and ran over to the tent and he said, because of you and, you know, everything you guys did, I'm now in like three different campaigns a week and wow. I made so many friends and I'm just like, yeah, that's really cool. you know what, if I don't ever do anything with it other than that, like it was kind of a... I'm yeah. done. You know, like I've made it type situation. So I'm hoping to do that more with the entertainment side. So I'm really excited. You know, this wasn't a good experience. You know, well, I don't think it was a good experience for anybody. And that, that was my big thing during mm. this whole deal was like checking in on people. Like, yes, my job every day was checking on Johnny. Like that's that like checking on my mom and dad and checking on Johnny. Yeah. And just making yep. sure Johnny and Brandy and the kids were OK, because I was like. You know, everybody's struggling through this. Some people are struggling more than others. I was like, you know, if I lose a friend because the coronavirus got him, I can't do shit about that. But I sure as shit can do something about not losing a friend because they're depressed and I'm not checking in on them. Yeah, I have a couple of friends that I'm checking on like pretty regularly. Yeah. There's more I could probably be checking on, but I want to focus on at least a couple. Yeah. I encourage anyone who's in a state where they can do good for themselves and they're not being like negative natively impacted by the coronavirus maybe pick a couple friends that are near and dear to you they can just call every week and yeah. see how they're doing and provide some words of encouragement and talk about things That's like you know advice. hobbies and interests that yeah. will keep them in a good mood you know like whether it's upcoming video games or anime series or whatever or just like you know shooting the shit about what's yeah. going on in wrestling for example yeah and just, just give keep them a call their and facetime them or well, like yeah. play said, online with them facetime yeah. play online you can always you know join and play games together i mean that's been a, a way that me and my friends who i don't get to see right now and i'm one of those people like i said in the beginning social butterfly this yeah. is definitely affected so you know, I have a few friends that we check in on each other and we yeah. call each other. We make sure we're okay. And, you know, the first sign that this is okay to go out again and visit, we've got plans, you know, go do something. Yeah. Social distancing still, but, you know, just to be yeah. together again. Yeah. And uh, the Twitch channel that I've been doing with Angako Drive, the Wednesday night streams, like people tune into those and they say hey in the chat. And I love it when people chat with me on mm-hmm. Twitch because I interact with the chat. Like, I'm like one of the streamers where it's like, yeah, I can play a video game, but I love talking to you guys who want to talk to me. So yeah. I have regulars who come in every week, and I'm like, hey, how's it been going? What have you been up to this past week? You know, And they'll tell me, and I'm like, oh, okay, that's pretty cool. Uh, what are you uh, looking forward to? Or if they mention that they got a game or they saw a movie, I'm like, hey, what you think of it? So yeah. I'm trying to keep them engaged in that way so they feel like someone's talking to them. You know? right. So I like doing that, too. And it's got to be nice for you because you're playing a game. It's not like you're playing something like Call of Duty that's real fast paced. Like yeah. a lot of the games you're playing are like the old school turn based RPGs. So a you lot of Mario stuff too. Yeah. So you can kind of take a minute and look at the screen and actually interact with yep. them. You don't have to be like laser focused. Like if you're mm-hmm. playing like Call of Duty or something real fast paced, which I yeah. think is really cool. I, I was doing Star Fox a couple weeks ago. Star Fox. Oh, how did that go, man? <laughs> I mean, I beat the easy route like in an hour. I'm like, all right, let me try a harder path. And yeah. Ah, Star Wolf kicked my ass. I never beat it on the hard pass. I'm going to try it again in practice. And if we can get past Star Wolf's crew that 
always annihilates me. I think I'll have a good fighting chance to beat the game. Nice. So that's like right at the end of the game, like the last level. Right. I just that first battle before you fight Andros, I mean boss, the pain in the dick. So, uh, but sometimes I'll see the chat. And I'm like, then I'll get shot down while I'm looking at the chat. Yeah, because that <laughs> game is like, because I've got it for the 64. Yeah. And, and what I do when I play my 64, nine times out of 10, I hook it up to that projector right there and I project it on the wall. So I'll yep. like sit here and play it on the wall. But you have to pay attention. Like, that game's coming at you fast and furious. Yep. Even for a 64 game, I mean, it's coming at you quick. So It's definitely one of the best games on that system. It does oh, hands down. It ages very well. And I've, I even joked about this. It's like the best Star Wars game because yeah. the point is there's so many different influences from Star Wars and oh, Independence yeah. Day going on. I'm like, all right, I, I dig this still. Yeah, and it, like you said, it holds up. Like I think a lot. Like there's certain 64 games like that one holds up. There's some like Turok and Goldeneye. Even though I loved them when I was a kid, they don't hold up. And that controller, once you've gotten used to dual analog sticks, yeah. is clunky as fuck. Yeah, that so, problem with uh, Mario 64 because I've been playing yeah. Mario Galaxy and Mario Galaxy and Mario Odyssey are fresh in my head. Nintendo's had like 25 years to figure out how to do 3D controls and cameras. So. Going back to Mario 64, which is what I've been currently doing on Twitch, is uh, very challenging because I'm getting used to that controller and the joystick does not work as well no. as modern mm-hmm. joysticks. And sometimes you can just screw something up because the camera doesn't want you doesn't go where you want it to go, you know? Right. So that that definitely, I could understand that. Well, guys, before we wrap this thing up, any kind of uh, shout-outs, last thoughts about the virus and, and the lockdown and everything? I just can't wait till it's over. Man, amen to that, sister. <laughs> so I'm yeah. ready for We it. will beat this. We're going to wash our hands. We're going to stay the hell yeah. away from people, especially mm-hmm. at Walmart. We're going to wear our goddamn masks. Yeah. <laughs> Ninja, yes. Ninjas wear masks, and you're not better than a ninja, so wear your <laughs> yeah. goddamn mask. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, I'm just doing like what Chris Jericho told me, and it's uh, wash your hands, cover your mouth, and shut your ass. So, I agree with that. So <laughs> that's wise words. Yeah, so only go out when we need to, and uh, yeah. of course, be cool to everyone. Check in on friends, and yeah. we'll beat this. Everybody eventually. handles it differently, so it's definitely checking in on the people who you, I think for me who may seem like they're okay. Yeah, but those are the people I think you need to definitely check in on. Well, I think Idris Elba in Pacific Rim said it best. Today, we are canceling the apocalypse. Yeah. <laughs> Which we did. We canceled the fucking mm-hmm. apocalypse because that shit got dicey quick, son. Uh, yeah. So I'm, I'm glad that we're kind of on the other end of this thing. You know, knock on wood, everything keeps going uh, good. I want to say a very special thank you and shout out to all of our first responders out there, everybody that's working nurses uh, at stores, firemen, policemen, even EMTs, everybody that's out there in the front lines, uh, uh, God bless you all. Take care of yourselves. Be safe and just know we love you and we respect you and we're very, very proud of you. Uh, how can they find you, Kent? Oh, I'm easily found everywhere at Ongaku Overdrive. So O-N-G-A-K-U Overdrive O-V-E-R-D-R-I-V-E. So it's a Japanese word for music. That's what Ongaku means. But Ongaku Overdrive on Instagram, Twitch, Twitter, Facebook, and uh, OngakuOverdrive.com pretty much has links to all our things. Hell, we even got a Patreon if you want to throw in money and vote on what I play each Wednesday night. Nice. I love it. And Arrow, how can they find the One Stop Guild Shop? So you can find us on Facebook at One Stop Guild Shop. You can also find us on Instagram, One Stop Guild Shop FL. Um, you can also email us, One Stop Guild Shop at Gmail. Any questions, comments? Um, we do all kinds of pop ups. And uh, the one thing 
We do now that we didn't know we did, but now we pop up at birthday parties. Nice. So if Yo. you want a D&D inspired birthday party, bachelor party, bachelorette party, hey, we don't judge. We come to your house and we set it up and we have a good time. That's nice. awesome. Yeah. That is awesome. <laughs> yeah. So. And guys, you can find us at HH Podcast Show on the Twitter machine. Now, see, now you're covering up. How the fuck can I read it if you put your hand on it? <laughs> oh, you got a you got a happy hour. She's Johnny got Jesus. a happy hour koozie. So I, I was oh reading goodness. it off the koozie, I stole it and from she Bartow. goes, "Let me let me take a sip." Well, I'm like, "Why well, can't read now?" So you can take it. Uh, no, I'll give it right back. So you can find us at HH Podcast Show on the Twitter machine. Also, you can hit us up at HH Podcast Show at gmail.com. We have got two big shows that we're going to be doing soon that we need your emails for. One is we're doing our own takes on hot ones called Spicy Deuces. And we need your questions to answer while we're eating these hot wings. So what we want you to do is send your questions to hhpodcastshow at gmail.com and put Spicy Deuces in the subject line. Reason being, we're forwarding those emails to Brandy so we don't accidentally read them because we want to be surprised. Ooh, yeah. Super well, excited. I'm going to send one later then. Oh, yeah, man. Yeah, it t- I totally, because I'm really excited about it. The other thing is hopefully, knock on wood, sometime soon we'll be going to see Buck at the Retro Game Treasure Compound. So if you put Ask the Buck in the subject line, send your questions for Buck, because I want to have a full mailbag when we go over there. Like, I want to bring up a bunch of questions for him. I think Kent Yeah, let me know when sit. that is, because yeah. I want to yeah, go over you. and hang out when that happens. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. going to let you know, man. Kent be and good I time. are going to sit in the corner after we're done, and we're going to start emailing you questions. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I'm sure the drunker we get tonight, the, 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 better, the, the, questions the better the questions are going to be. Are gonna oh, get. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> of course, you can find us at facebook.com forward slash happy hour podcast show and SoundCloud cloud.com forward slash happy hour podcast and just one more time i want to say this to you guys out there we love you we love our fans love each other take care of each other everybody's going through a hard time right now be positive and just love one another and when you're on the twitter machine of course there's not one there's not two but there are three hashtags hashtag happy hour podcast hashtag hh podcast show and as always hashtag deuces on the loose always later